When we turn pro, everything becomes simple. It changes what time we get up and it changes what time we go to bed. It changes what we do and what we don't do. It changes the activities we engage in and with what attitude we engage in them. It changes what we read and what we eat. It changes the shape of our bodies. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi and welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lambeth. Today we're discussing turning pro. Tap your inner power and create your life's work. The author of the book is Stephen Pressfield and this book is published in 2012. I wanted to share a number of my favorite insights from this book, starting with shadow careers, amateurs are terrified, turning pro transformation, mindset of a pro, it's a practice, and finishing off with the hero, it's you. So let's start this with the introduction. Quote, The thesis of this book is that what ails you and me has nothing to do with being sick or being wrong. What ails us is that we're living our lives as amateurs. The solution, this book suggests, is that we turn pro. Turning pro is free, but it's not easy. You don't need to take a course or buy a product. All you have to do is change your mind. Turning pro is free, but it's not without a cost. When we turn pro, we give up a life with which we may have become extremely comfortable. We give up a self that we have come to identify with and to call our own. Turning pro is free, but it demands sacrifice. Turning pro is not for everyone. We have to be a little crazy to do it, or even want to. In many ways, the passage chooses us. We don't choose it. We simply have no alternative. What we get when we turn pro is, we find our power, we find our will and our voice, and we find our self-respect. We become who we always were, but had, until then, been afraid to embrace and to live out. Do you remember where you were on 9-11? You'll remember where you were when you turn pro. End quote. I have to say that This is one of my favorite passages from any book. So well written, and it really is a preview into how amazing this quick reading book is for anyone looking to take it to the next level. Turning Pro feels like an instruction manual that walks you through how to create the work or life that you want. Turning Pro is about putting on your big boy pants and actually doing the work. I love how Pressville reminds us that Turning Pro is free, but it is far from easy. This book is divided into three major sections. The first is all about living our lives as amateurs who are completely overwhelmed by bad habits. The second shows you what it's like to turn pro using the power of positive habits. And the third section is about developing the professional mindset. It's a very quick read, but I love the book. Let's start with the first major insight. Insight number one, shadow careers. Quote, Sometimes, when we're terrified of embracing our true calling, we'll pursue a shadow calling instead. That shadow career is a metaphor for our real career. Its shape is similar, its contours feel tantalizingly the same, but a shadow career entails no real risk. 
If we fail at a shadow career, the consequences are meaningless to us. Are you pursuing a shadow career? Are you getting your PhD in Elizabethan studies because you're afraid to write the tragedies and comedies that you know you have inside you? Are you living the drugs and booze half of the musician's life without actually writing the music? Are you working in a support capacity for an innovator because you're afraid to risk becoming an innovator yourself? If you're dissatisfied with your current life, ask yourself what your current life is a metaphor for. That metaphor will point you towards your true calling. End quote. I think shadow careers exist in all domains, not just the creative world. I believe the most obvious sign you may be in a shadow career is if you're working where you cannot express your own creativity or talent. You feel restricted, and deep down you know you're not doing what you were put on this earth to do. You're not able to express your gift. You may be living a shadow life, and it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It simply implies that you're likely doing something similar to your true calling, but without the real work, or the risk, or the rewards of the calling that you know you should be following. I certainly feel I've spent the majority of my career in a shadow life, because every day for so many years I woke up knowing I'm not living in true alignment with my purpose or my calling. I'm not making the impact that I know deep down I have the ability to make. It was a mixture of fear, complacency, and confusion that truly held me back. But thankfully, what I discovered is that it's never too late to start changing. Quote, When we're living as amateurs, we're running away from our calling, meaning our work, our destiny, the obligation to become our truest and highest selves. We enact the addiction instead of embracing the calling. Why? Because to follow a calling requires work. It's hard. It hurts. It demands entering the pain zone of effort, risk, and exposure. End quote. It's that point at which we know something is wrong, but cannot put our finger on it and therefore don't know how to fix it. We get restless, anxious, or depressed mainly because we don't know where to begin. For some of us, even if we knew where to start, we allow the fear to prevent us from taking that first step. This is where an unwelcome kryptonite habit enters into your world. Addiction soon replaces aspiration. You settle for the quick fix rather than pursuing what matters over the long haul. Insight number two. Amateurs are terrified. Quote, Fear is the primary color of the amateur's interior world. What we all fear as amateurs is being excluded from the tribe, i.e. the gang, the posse, mother and father, family, nation, race, religion. The amateur fears that if he turns pro and lives out his calling, he'll have to live up to who he really is and what he is truly capable of. The amateur is terrified that if the tribe should discover who he really is, he'll be kicked out into the cold to die. End quote. It is likely the number one reason people don't end up doing what they ache to be doing in life. Fear. We are afraid of being judged, looked at like some kind of maniac or an imposter, and on this subject matter, I consider myself a self-taught expert. I'm not happy about it, but I had to come to terms with it. I was afraid, nothing more, nothing less. It was my fear that led me to other excuses, such as being too old to pursue this now, or that I didn't know enough to truly impact other people's lives. I would urge you to reflect on your own life. If you're currently living the life of the amateur, settling in at your shadow calling, while knowing that at this very moment you could make the decision to turn pro. Please come face to face with those fears, analyze them carefully, and then do whatever it takes to summon up the courage to overcome them. 
Don't let your fears cripple you from pursuing your true calling because the ending of this story is all too familiar. Living a life of regret. I was caught up for years worrying about the opinions of others, that somehow I needed my ideas or decisions to be validated by other people, who I falsely believed knew my dream better than I did. I was allowing my true identity to be impacted by everyone but myself. My inner voice spoke to me, but I allowed other voices to speak even louder. Quote, The amateur allows his worth and identity to be defined by others. The amateur craves third-party validation. The amateur is tyrannized by his imagined conception of what is expected of him. He is imprisoned by what he believes he ought to think, how he ought to look, what he ought to do, and who he ought to be. End quote. As amateurs, we actually fear becoming who we really are because we are afraid to be different and run the risk of not being accepted. We have only this one life to live. We cannot hit the rewind button and start again once we realize we did it all wrong or that we could have done it better. If you want to know whether you are an amateur or a pro, here is one way of making the distinction. The amateur will always be ready tomorrow. Quote, the sure sign of an amateur is he has a million plans, and they all start tomorrow. End quote. Insight number three. Turning pro transformation. Quote, when we turn pro, everything becomes simple. It changes what time we get up, and it changes what time we go to bed. It changes what we do and what we don't do. It changes the activities we engage in and with what attitude we engage in them. It changes what we read and what we eat. It changes the shape of our bodies. End quote. I couldn't agree more with this passage. I still remember the day I decided to make this change, the day I cut off all the other options. It was transformational, and I thank the Optimized Coach Program for jump-starting this for me. If it wasn't for those decisions and my own version of turning pro, even before I really knew what that meant, I had never lost the 30 pounds and kept it off, read the 52 books, written close to 50 philosopher insights, or maintained the 10,000 steps per day daily routine. Quote, turning pro is like kicking a drug habit or stopping drinking. It's a decision, a decision to which we must recommit every single day. 12-step programs say one day at a time. The professional says the same thing, end quote. After turning pro, it doesn't mean you won't face the same hurdles you faced as an amateur. You'll be tempted to slide right back into the shallow activities of a seasoned amateur. But the difference is you no longer give in to those temptations. The reason turning pro is so memorable, and you will never forget the day you made that decision, is because it often involves overcoming a fear and or something that we have been avoiding for years. I avoided this journey I'm on today, purely out of fear. It was a combination of the fear of the unknown and the fear of rejection. I couldn't handle the uncertainty and the risk of failure and definitely could not handle looking bad in the eyes of other people. I believe in my heart what turned it around for me was the exercise I spoke of many times before, where I fast-forwarded to the end of my life and imagined meeting the best version of me just before I passed. That gap between the person and the person lying on the deathbed would be huge unless I changed something. So that was the day I decided. Here is Pressfield's take on his decision to turn pro. Quote, I didn't talk to anybody during my year of turning pro. I didn't hang out, I just worked. I had a book in mind and I had decided I would finish it or kill myself. I could not run away again or let people down again or let myself down again. This was it. Do 
or die, end quote. If you are reading this and feel you resonate more with the amateur, a life full of drama, denial, and distraction, a life where you always feel like something is missing, then I urge you to start small and make one change that helps you get better each and every day. A 1% improvement daily will make you 37 times better after just one year. Insight number four, the mindset of a pro. The professional or the pro mindset doesn't wait for inspiration. He acts in anticipation of it. The professional seeks out the opportunity to help others. Quote, the amateur hoards his knowledge and his reinforcement. He believes that if he shares what he possesses with others, he will lose it. The professional is happy to teach. He will gladly lend a hand or deliver a swift kick. But there's a caveat. The professional refuses to be iconized, not for selfish reasons, but because he knows how destructive the dynamic of iconization is to the iconizer. The pro will share his wisdom with other professionals or with amateurs who are committed to becoming professionals. End quote. If you want to quickly affirm where you sit today, amateur or pro, then look no further than how you feel about helping others. This is a significant clue. You cannot be in service to others if you're not willing to share what you learn and support your fellow professionals as you continue on this journey. Insight number five, it's a practice. Quote, what is a practice anyway? To have a practice in yoga, say, or tai chi, or calligraphy, is to follow a rigorous prescribed regimen with the intention of elevating the mind and the spirit to a higher level. A practice implies engagement in a ritual. A practice may be defined as the dedicated daily exercise of commitment, will, and focused intention aimed on one level at the achievement of mastery in a field, but on a loftier level, intended to produce a communion with a power greater than ourselves. Call it whatever you like, God, mind, soul, self, the muse, the superconscious, end quote. What an incredible way to sum up the definition of a practice. At one level, you are disciplined and diligently striving towards mastery, but with a higher purpose that ultimately goes beyond just yourself. In his great book, Mastery, George Leonard says, quote, A practice, as a noun, can be anything you practice on a regular basis as an integral part of your life, not in order to gain something else, but for its own sake. For a master, the rewards gained along the way are fine, but they are not the main reason for the journey. Ultimately, the master and the master's path are one. And if the traveler is fortunate, that is, if the path is complex and profound enough, the destination is two miles farther away for every mile he or she travels. End quote. Those are two powerful ways of describing a practice. So let me shine the spotlight back on you. Do you have a practice? Why not make self-development a practice? Why not make exercise a practice? Why not make a better night's sleep a practice. Why not? Once you turn pro and establish a practice, it becomes a lifelong pursuit. Quote, For us, there is no finish line. No bell ends the bout. Life is the pursuit. Life is the hunt. When our heart bursts, then we'll go out, and no sooner. End quote. Insight number five. The hero, it's you. Quote, In the hero's journey, the wanderer returns home after years of exile, struggle, and suffering. He brings a gift for the people. That gift arises from what the hero has seen, what he has endured, what he has learned. But the gift is not that raw material alone. It's the ore refined into gold by the hero, wanderer, artist, skilled and loving hands. You are that artist. 
I will gladly shell out $24.95 or $9.99 or $0.99 on iTunes to read or see or listen to the 24-karat treasure that you have refined from your pain and your vision and your imagination. I need it. We all do. We're struggling here in the trenches. That beauty, that wisdom, those thrills and chills, even that mindless escape on a rainy October afternoon, I want it. Put me down for it. The hero wanders. The hero suffers. The hero returns. You are that hero. End quote. The hero's journey is real. It's the willingness to go on your hero's journey that leads to change and self-actualization. Yes, it'll require unrelenting toil and labor, but that is because the struggle simply never ends. It never gets easier, and it's always day one. That is a quick look at my favorite insights from this incredible book, Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and if you're serious about making the shift from the amateur life to turning pro, please go out and get this book. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lambert. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8 to 10 page PDFs, plus 20 minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.